more and more you make content, sometimes the lonelier and lonelier it feels. Networking is building relationships and maintaining. The CEO, which Dan Clancy, he believes the number one way for creators to grow is through collaboration. How to do it in such a way that it's not cheesy or weird. Welcome to the Creator CEO, where we unravel the business behind the content. We hear from creators, the people behind them, and the systems that they've built. Welcome back to the show. If you've been doing this for a couple of years, making content that is, one of the things that you're probably ran into is that it can be lonely in the sense that typically friends and family have never done anything like this. You hopefully meet some folks online, but that kind of feels up to chance. Um, I've experienced this myself, my own journey. I know hundreds of creators that have also faced this. The more and more you make content, sometimes the lonelier and lonelier it feels, especially in that early phase when you're on your way up. Today's episode is going to dive into that. Uh, it's going to dive into networking and the importance of networking and why collaboration can be a really useful way to grow. We actually had the CEO of Twitch, Dan Clancy, he was recently on a podcast and shared that he believes the number one way for creators to grow is through collaboration. And I got a bit of a you know, controversial reception. Some people were like, what does this guy know? He's just the CEO. I've been collaborating for a while and I've not seen any impact or there's like so much more than that to it than that. And I think it was because he said that was why that was like Twitch's number one problem to solve discovery was collaboration. And it almost felt like he was putting the buck on the streamer and not on Twitch itself. For him, what, what he shared, and I think if you, you read into it, he believes that Twitch can make collaboration easier and increase the chances of collaboration. And if he can do that, if he can 10x chances of creators collaborating and making it easier, then he believes that that is the fastest way that they can solve the discovery challenges that a lot of smaller creators face on Twitch, or even medium-sized creators. And I actually agree with him. I think that if he can do that, and that is a very challenging thing to accomplish, but if he can do that, then I think it would be very impactful. And I think it's important to bear in mind when you hear someone like a Dan, who's the CEO of Twitch, share something like that publicly, there's probably a lot of data that he has that you don't have across the entire Twitch ecosystem, you know, millions and millions of streamers, tens of millions of viewers. He's able to see trends that his team have looked into and kind of bubbled up to him, informed decision that fostering collaboration is really key for growth. It's not to say that it's like the only way, um, but he was very asked very directly, like, what is the most impactful? And he believes this. So I think in the vein that he believes that, I want to use this episode to break this down a little bit more and break down just networking broadly and why you should do it and, and how to do it in such a way that it's not cheesy or weird, bring it into that. So before we dive into like why you should do it, how to do it, and ways in which it's been successful before, I think it's important to define what networking and content creation actually is. And this is where a lot of less experienced creators trip up is they often think that just reaching out is networking. So like if I just reach out to someone else through their DMs or like, you know, I reply to a comment, that is networking. Or if I jump in their Discord and I put a message, that's networking. A brand is asking for people to, to work with and I just like respond, that's networking. I want to squash that because that's not really networking, or at least not the most effective way to network. Networking is the process of building relationships and maintaining them. And the part that most people fail on is the, is the maintaining part, is actually like building and nurturing those relationships over time. 
And there's different ways that you can build a relationship and maintain them. You know, there's like, there's online live collaborations. There's, there's offline collabs where you're like making IRL content. There's social media, just like generally engaging with someone's content or being in their community in discord. There's different events that you can participate in, or even if it's a brand that like you could be interacting with them on email and you might say like, let's just say it's a, a brand like Intel. It's going to take years to build a relationship like that. Um, and just staying in touch with your team over email can be a really effective way to build that relationship over time. So now that we've got the definition of what networking actually is, let's move into why you should do it and how it can actually help with growth. The old school way of thinking about networking is that it's a transaction, you know, like what can this person get me? What do I need to give in return? What's the exchange of value here for it to be worth it? And honestly, I used to early in my career, think that was how it worked, right? Like, you know, I'm going to give something, I expect them to give something, or they're going to give me something. And I know they've got an expectation to get something back. And it wasn't until I got further in my career, you know, past being a professional gamer, especially when I was working at Facebook on the partnerships team, I learned about the importance of building long-term relationships, how they develop over time and, and not just how they develop, but like how long it can actually take for those relationships to, to actually turn into something and some of them like i think can take years and if you're in the game long enough which a lot of people are very short term focused they're like okay i want to reach out this brand now so i can maybe get something with them next week or next month and when you play a long-term game you can actually think about oh you know what i might work with this person in the future i don't know yet but it'd be cool if i did and it might not actually play out for you know a year three years even and when you start to think that way about the impact of networking, you'll realize that these opportunities, that the seeds that you plant today, you can harvest them many, many years later and work on cool projects. And what's interesting about our industry is it's so small, especially over a long enough period of time, a lot of people will drop out, go do something else, is that if you're building those relationships and they're strong and you, you, know, you show up as a good, reliable, consistent person, it can actually turn into your first sponsorship deal. It could be your first event that you go to that's comped. Um, there's so many different ways that it can play out. It could be that a creator, you know, that you just got to know a little bit and they were kind of roughly the same size as you, they blew up. But they had such a good rapport with you that three years down the line when they're thinking of running a tournament, you're one of the people they choose to invite because you had built that relationship with them, you know, early on. You were like pleasant to to play with, like be around. And that's how networking can play out, you know, over a long period of time. When the CEO of Twitch, Dan Clancy said that it's the key to discovery, he said, right, it's the one of the biggest levers at any level, small or large, because the ability to get in front of someone else's audience and put on a show perform is the ability for you. It's almost like running an ad, you know, for a brand on a Facebook or an Instagram or YouTube. It's your ability just to get in front of a new audience. And if they really like your stuff, resonate with it. And then some of them may come and watch you afterwards. Or if you do that a couple of times, you know, they might go, you know what? I want to go check out that person's stuff. One of the kind of unseen values of why networking is important is if you build a good rapport with someone else, that person is then going to have their own kind of array of possibilities that could happen in their career that might end up you know, creating an opportunity for you to work with them on that thing. Even if you and your own journey, like weren't exposed to it, right? Like from the work you were doing directly dandy out, you might get an opportunity because of this relationship you have with this other creator 
this other rep at a brand um, by kind of building that relationship over time. And it can open doors for these joint projects that you never could have envisioned. It's also a good way to kind of stay up to date and learn what's working. Like if you're so deep and so focused in your lane of what you're doing, you kind of turn a blind eye to everything else that's going on. And by having strong relationships with other people, whether it's folks on the business side of the industry or other creators, you actually get to kind of stay up to date and kind of understand what's going on. It's almost like you have an ear to the ground in other areas where they might be deeper that you yourself have just kind of got a surface level knowledge of. For me, this was really big in AI. Like I, you know, when AI started blowing up two years ago, I didn't have the time to invest and really learn about AI and be at the forefront of it. But I had buddies that I'd known for years and years who were now full-time working in AI right at the cutting edge, you know, their startup had raised millions and they were constantly thinking about AI. So I got to go ask them, hey, like what's going on in AI? Like how, how should we be thinking about it? Is there any way you could see it overlapping with this? And it gave me an advantage in my own business, in my own career, because I was able to tap into the relationships I'd built over, you know, five, six years. So we've covered like getting clear on what networking is. We have covered why you should network and how it can help in your growth, both in viewership and in the business side. But how do you actually start doing it? And how do you like reach out to brands in a way that's not cringy or corny? And this is something I don't think is talked about a lot is networking happens before you actually do the act of networking. How you show up in your own content, on socials, in your own career is a reflection of the quality of networking that you'll be able to do. And what I mean by that is if you're a creator that, you know, was putting out content on and off for a year, like you did, you know, busy a couple of months and then quiet for three months and then busy for a couple of months. If that's how you show up, you'll attract a certain type of person within your network and you'll meet them. Whereas that's very different from a creator that shows up every single week. They're constantly putting out value. They're working hard and they've been doing that for the, constantly for a full year. They're going to attract a different type of creator and a different type of peer. And also different types of people in the industry will take notice of that. This is going to dictate the quality of networking that you can do when you go to actually start kind of formally networking. Just keep that in mind. It happens before you even do it. Um, this goes true for your socials, right? If you are putting out a certain message on socials, maybe you're like bashing game developers because this patch was crap. Or you are um, calling out someone, another sponsor for a thing they did with this other creator. Um, and you have like a hot take on it, or you're really negative on social quite often, that's going to influence the types of people that are willing to work with you, interact with you, and network with you. Even if you've never talked to that person, they've just kind of seen it from the sidelines, they can start to form an opinion of you, and they'll have a perception of you that may or may not be accurate, but it's just a reflection of what you've been putting out. And that perception really does matter when it comes to networking. That is the first impression that you're putting out there. And because there is so many people in this space, there's so many, you know, things flying as, flying as all the time, often it is the first impression that matters. So that's why the brand that you create is incredibly important. Tactically, one of the easiest ways to interact with other folks to start networking is just on social media. It's the simplest, lowest effort way is, you know, if there's a certain creator 
or group of creators that you really vibe with, you just think are, they're awesome, you follow their content, you enjoy their content, interacting with them on social frequently, and not in a way that's like trying to get clout, like don't be, oh, you know, I, I like as if it's obvious you want to try and play with them to like get their audience, but it's more coming at it like I'm a fan, that like, your content's really cool, like you, you inspire me, um, I'm earlier in the journey than you, like if the vibe is this person you just kind of look up to, or that you just really enjoy their content and you just share that on social with them repeatedly in that group or in that, that person, you're just kind of commenting all the posts in a very authentic way. Like if you're just being fake, people are going to see that. If you have like some other intention, people are going to see that. But if you're just genuinely like happy to see this stuff and you just want to root the other person on just a way for you to like create that small touch point in and of itself is not enough to do anything, but it just creates a little touch point, a little like, oh, in the back of that person's head or that back of that brand's head. Of like, okay, this person's kind of on my radar. If your brand is also showing up consistently and you're constantly working hard, like, oh, that's like another point. It's like that person's noticing that. And all of these little things stack up. It's not a carefully crafted message. It's not like um, this one video that you do that's going to make it happen. It's all these small actions allow you to effectively network over a long period of time. You can also, with creators, you can join their live streams, you can comment on their videos, you can even share their videos. If you thought it was really funny, share the video. If you're reacting on it and you're trying to enhance the video and like make it better, not trying to steal from it, just enhancing it or like having a take can be another way to do it. Join discords, great way to get a part of the community. Again, you, you just don't want to come off like as if you're trying to get something or take something. You always want to be in the beginning, like giving, giving towards the, the relationship, like always be thinking about how can I add value? So if you are reaching out to creator and you want to collaborate, come from a place of, I have this really interesting take that I think would, you know, do really well on this piece of content that you're making. Or I think we could have, I have this really cool idea. What do you think of it? Um, I'd be willing to do all the work. Like I'll run the tournament. I'll run all the logistics around it. We just need you to show up. What do you think? Always think about when you're trying to start these new relationships, especially if the other person's on a different level than you, like they're more successful than you. You want to be like over indexing on the value that you're giving them, not thinking about how do I get value from this, but how do I give them value? How do I make it easier for them to create good content? Do not turn up to an event like a TwitchCon or a VidCon or a VidSummit um, or a Gamescom. Like don't turn up to these events and then start networking. The networking happens before you even get to the event. A lot of people will put in their bios on Twitter or LinkedIn, going to GDC or going to TwitchCon. Before you go to the event, make yourself a post saying, hey, I'm gonna go there. Is anyone go there? Like, would love to meet? Then go look up people that will be at TwitchCon, will be at uh, GDC, whatever event you're going to, and then go see if there's people there that would be really interesting to you, that you would love to meet them, and then proactively reach out and try and schedule a time to meet this person. And it helps in a couple of ways because one, it's like a forcing thing like it'll actually happen because it's really hard at a con. If you just say, maybe we'll meet, chances are you're never going to meet. So you have to agree in a time. Then you want to find a way to get direct messaging with that person or text if you can. And then agree in a place to meet, try and make it really easy. The more work you put in to making it really easy on the other person, the higher chance it's going to happen. And then what often happens is when you make that one, say you've done like a little bit of research ahead of an event and you've gotten a couple of meetings lined up with maybe a brand manager or a couple of creators, that energy creates the opportunity for more things to happen. That person might invite you to this party or 
this person might invite you to this happy hour or while you're there together meeting, like someone else comes up and says hi and it like creates another, it creates more room for things to happen at an event. Whereas if you just go there and you're walking the show floor to, or you even go to a party and you have no plan to meet anyone at that party, you're just like hoping you go there and meet people, never gonna happen. I've been to enough of these over the last decade. It is chaos. If you do not plan an effective event in terms of like meeting other people, collaborating, business development, like you need to be very proactive about it and turn, create a higher impact event for you. It's a lot of money. If you're spending all this in hotels and travel, like food, it does add up. And if you're not being proactive about it, you're really wasting your time. I'm sure that like, some of you listening to this plan on going to TwitchCon in Rotterdam or TwitchCon in San Diego this year. I will be at San Diego. I look forward to seeing you there. Um, for those of you who are coming, let me know. I would love to meet some of you that are listening to the pod. So I'll be at TwitchCon san diego this year this is your invite to network well ahead of the actual event uh and start putting some things on the calendar as well uh, so i would encourage you to do that comment on social to me like other people will see that and then you can maybe meet up with that other person just create that opportunity um would really really recommend that so maybe you're thinking of coming to twitchcon and you're like you know what it's just too early for me to reach out to snoopy because i'm earlier in my career he's further ahead it just doesn't make sense i stress that it is never too early to start networking, especially if you plan on being on in this industry for a long time. And I hope if you're listening to this pod, you're like quite growth oriented, you want to be successful, then likely you're going to be in this for years and years to come. And it is never too early to start. I started my career in uh, professional gaming. So I played League of Legends professionally when I was 18. Some of the relationships that I built when I was 18 and 19, over 10 years later, have now came full circle and I'm now doing business with someone that I met 11 years ago in this industry. So I just want to share that even if the seed doesn't, you know, come to fruition within that event or within six months or within a year, if you plan on being in this industry for a long time, it can come full circle. And the more seeds that you can plant and the more opportunities you create, the more chances they have of come to fruition much later in your journey and often at the right time like typically when we want something it's not the right time um but then later on it kind of shows up when we we least expect it when we, and, and actually when we need it the most it's funny how things like that happen but i would really encourage yourself to kind of put your name out there don't play small like play big be confident but the most important thing is when you be confident i've seen this come up at different um events i've been to where people will come up really strong and they'll be like, you know, I'm going to be the biggest. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to do all this. You know, you, you want to get to know me. And they have this kind of cocky, arrogant attitude around them. First of all, it's like a pretty big turnoff. But number two, the most important thing is the evidence. So if you have not demonstrated, if you have that attitude and you've not demonstrated enough evidence already where you have been consistent, you have been doing the work, I almost completely write you off. The evidence really matters that you've shown up already really matters. So just being mindful of how arrogant you are in those situations, just say, Hey, nice to meet you. Um, I'm at the beginning of my journey. I'm, you know, really committed to making this happen. Stoked to meet you or something like that. Um, hope we get a chance to work together in the future. Just that is a seed that you've planted and you're staying humble, right? And now you got to go do the work. So it might be another one year or two years of you grinding and doing the work until that seed actually becomes something when you meet that person again at another event or online, whatever it is. One of the common mistakes that people make when thinking about like, when should I start to network? 
especially when you hear someone like Dan Clancy say, it's the strongest way to grow is to network. People then over-index on networking and they're like, just focused on networking. At the end of the day, content is king and you and your own content and your own discipline is number one. That is the thing that you have to focus on the most. Networking has to come second, third, fourth to that. Like content has to be your number one focus and you have to be consistently putting out good content before you entertain networking. I will say don't undervalue networking because it can help make it less lonely and it can give you the kind of support network you need so that you can stay consistent, you can be disciplined, so that you can make your content better. Um, one of the things I love about creating a peer group is this idea of the brain trust where you can critique each other's work and you can call each other out when you might be falling short. You're not being consistent right now. Someone else calling you out on that might raise your awareness and cause you to fix it quicker. I think your content could be a lot better here. Like the storytelling was really weak or like at the halfway point, it just really dipped. That critique can often make you a lot better in your own content. So, you know, peer networks can be really helpful uh, as well. I am part of a mastermind with a group of other entrepreneurs who are also building. And for me, it's incredibly valuable. And I've seen a lot more impact in my own business and my own ability to be a leader in my own, in our company from having a group of peers and being able to bounce things off of them because they have seen something they've either already went through it themselves or they're in the middle of it, like fighting out these challenges themselves. And like, I get to work on it with them or they can often allow me to see something from a different perspective. Like maybe I'm too emotional about something and they have a different perspective about it. So I found it really helpful to have that group of peers to um, network with and it's it's had more impact in my business in a short period of time than doing it alone or I would say yeah in the last two years I've had it's had more impact than the four years prior um, of not having that grip and doing it alone I've learned from things way faster I've made decisions way faster another way I've seen it really help uh, successful for a content creator um, some of you might know this example already uh, Z leaner he's been on the podcast before in the past got to know Dr. Disrespect and Z was like doing okay in his own content journey. He was consistent. We talked about that. Like he was showing up, he was doing the work. And he was also really, really good at the game. And he got an opportunity to collab with Doc and he jumped on that opportunity and made the most of it. You know, fast forward, I think three, four years, they're still extremely close. Z is now part of a network with Tim and Doc and they're creating a ton of content together all the time. But that's an opportunity where... He showed up consistently. He had value to add. He was a really skilled player. Um, so he was able to contribute that to the, lo like, to the lobby or to Doc's team. Play a few more times and they just kind of built that rapport. And he became, you know, a buddy of Doc's. And now they, they make content together all the time years later. And Zillioner has seen phenomenal growth from that collaboration. But he's also executed on it, right? It wasn't just, oh, like he got to play with Doc. That's why he's successful. It was the execution, the consistency, the dedication behind the scenes to match that, that opportunity you had with Doc. Another example on the brand side, uh, speaking from my own experience, I did a pilot relationship with a brand. I'm not going to share the specific names because it's under NDA, but we did a, a pilot relationship with a brand and it was a smaller activation. And honestly, like I wanted it to be bigger. I wanted to do more with this brand. And I felt like at the time, 
we should have done more. I was like, oh man, I wish we could like do more right now. So it ended up being a smaller activation, but we did really well. Like we performed and executed on that activation really, really well. Our team was happy. The partner was really happy. Fast forward three years, we actually got the chance to do something with this brand that was significantly big. It was like 10 times bigger than that smaller activation we did because they were so impressed with the results before that when things kind of came full circle on their side and they were like, oh, we want to do something like that again, but a bit bigger. We were their first choice because we had that strong relationship in the beginning. And I actually, even though it was painful at the time to, you know, give up on the bigger opportunity, I took that short-term pain for the long-term opportunity of building a relationship with this brand and it paid out. And you're constantly making those trade-offs in your journey as a creator is those short-term decisions versus those long-term decisions. It's almost always better to choose the long-term ones. Uh, so I'll often think about that. Like this decision that I'm making now, is this the decision I would make five years from now? If you think of it through that lens, it can help shape some of the decisions that you'll make and really help you have a more fruitful long-term career than if you're just making short-term decisions. So some of those examples are obviously, you know, 10 years in the making, you might be at a different part in your journey as a creator, but I just wanted to recap a couple of the key points of this episode is that networking is not just the act of reaching out. It's the act of building and maintaining those relationships. They have to be nurtured, not to treat networking as a transaction. You want to be giving value, not expecting value in return, just giving value all the time. The most successful people I know constantly give value and that value comes back without any expectation, it just comes back. And the last thing is don't be like, I need to network to be successful. At the end of the day, your content is number one. Little bits of networking throughout this journey will harvest years and years later. Just make an effort to be someone who is easy to work with, someone who is professional. Putting out your brand out there in public, remember that as people are developing their first impression of you, which is going to impact how successful your networking efforts are actually going to be. That's it for this episode. We have some really fun episodes coming up in the future. You know, one of my favorite is the idea of wrestling confidence versus your competence as a creator. Um, we're going to go deeper into brand and how to build a brand. So you get to look forward to that one. Uh, if this was helpful to you, I do these podcasts um, completely for free. I have nothing to sell you in them, um, but I do have an ask that would help me continue to make the content better. And that is just simply following on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you could take two seconds to do that, it helps me grow the show so that I can continue to dive deeper into behind the scenes of the content creation to help creators like you on this journey. So thank you.